Just gonna run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. From the feature staff at the Columbus Dispatch, this is Life in the 614. Hi, and welcome to Life in the 614, the official lifestyle podcast of the features department at the Columbus Dispatch, coming to you every week. If it sounds like fun, we'll be talking about it. I'm Ryan Smith, features editor at the Dispatch, and today's episode should be inspirational for anyone who ever wanted to fix their own home, or become an actor, or do both. That's because our guest is Darren Keefe, a Thomas Worthington High School graduate who now has a role as a carpenter and designer on the recently rebooted show Extreme Makeover Home Edition, which premiered Sunday on HGTV. New episodes can be seen on Sundays at 9 p.m. Keefe, who owns an L.A.-based woodworking business, but who also has more than 40 film credits to his name, took some time to talk about how he fulfilled his dreams with my colleague, features reporter Eric Legata. Take it away, Eric. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Before we get into Extreme Makeover Home Edition, I want to kind of get into your Columbus connections. So I read that you were born in Northern Ireland, which is really interesting, and I then was. grew up in Worthington. Yeah. So kind of tell me a little bit about that. So my father worked for, he went to Ohio State, graduated from Ohio State, went to the Navy to pay for college, and ended up working for Goodyear after college, and was transferred to Northern Ireland in the 70s, because they opened a plant there, and it's a long, crazy story, but my mother's family basically lost their land by eminent domain to city to build the Goodyear plant, and years, you know, they were pretty upset about that, but years later, the enemy married my mother, so uh, my my father... My father came in with Goodyear, the plant was built, they met on a blind date, and the rest was history. I left Ireland as a, as a kiddo, mm-hmm. and wound up in Marysville, Ohio, and then ended up in Iowa and Tennessee, and then back to Ohio, and graduated from Thomas Worthington High School in, in Worthington. Yeah, so what age range do you think you lived in Worthington? Like, what was that kind of range? I was in Worthington probably, I think I moved there when I was 13. And was there till I was 20. I moved to LA in 20. I was 22 when I moved to Los Angeles. Okay. And do you remember yeah. what brought your family to Worthington? My dad. My dad had a, a job transfer to a company in Worthington that made fire hose couplings. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, so that wasn't with Goodyear. Yeah. That was with another company, or? Yes, it was with another company. Company, and the um, honestly, the name is escaping me right now. Um, oh, that's okay. But yeah, they're no longer in business, I, I believe. What do you most fondly recall about your time living in Worthington? Worthington, just you know, it's it's really a close knit community. It has that kind of historic feel downtown. And I just remember, I think what I remember most about Worthington was walking home from school every day. I just I loved that walk and. 
I love that community. And, and of course, you know, my, my best friend uh, still lives in Worthington, uh, right down downtown Worthington. Um, so I have a lot of fond memories of Worthington. I go back quite a bit. Yeah, that's nice. So, so you were pretty young when you uh, moved to LA, and uh, now that was for your. You wanted to pursue an acting career, is that correct? I did. Yeah, I did. I fell into an acting class uh, by a lady named Gail Ramsey, who was had been a soap star and had an acting class in German Village, and she really encouraged me to move out to LA. She said, "I think you have what it takes, and you should um, you should go for it." So I I had gone to Columbus State uh, for a couple of years um, with the intent on transferring to Ohio State and you know probably to my father's dismay I caught the acting bug and decided to uh, move out to Los Angeles so I moved uh, when I was 21 and I'd, I'd been lucky enough to work on some shows I did uh, Lost and Sons of Anarchy and NCIS and but you know uh, one per- less than 1% of the Screen Actors Guild actors the members are actually working as actors so there's always that survival job and carpentry and construction was one of them yeah now hang on you you mentioned you were in lost i, I love that show so what was your part in lost yeah i did an episode um i was very fortunate to be in the episode that apparently is the fan favorite it's called the constant and it's the first time i think that the time travel was introduced i gosh the name is escaping me the uh, the character his his wife or girlfriend was named penny and oh yeah goes back in time and i, I yeah. Yeah. What's what's that character's name? I'm I'm blanking on it too. I, I I can picture I can picture him in my head, but I can't I can't recall his name. Yeah, I, but, uh, I I know exactly who it is. Yeah. I played his best friend in uh, boot camp in the flashbacks. So that's awesome. It was yeah. a lot of fun. I got to go to Hawaii for a week. So it wasn't a bad job at all. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's really cool to know. That's I'm gonna have to go rewatch that episode. So then you you eventually made your transition to uh, design and carpentry. So you know how did you kind of make what made you kind of make decide to make that transition? Well, I'm still an actor, but I just you know it was it, as an as an actor you have to have many survival jobs. And I was in an acting class. Uh, there was a fellow actor who had a contractor's license, and he was working on uh, kitchen and bathroom remodels. And um, he he saw, I think we worked together on a project. He saw that I was pretty handy, and he asked me to come on board uh, to his team. So I think for five or six years, we, we did cat, kitchen and bathroom remodels. And what I enjoyed most about the remodels was really the end point, the design. I enjoyed, you know, putting the colors together, uh, picking the backsplash, uh, the countertops, um, all the aesthetic parts of design so that really made me kind of leap from there into my own design company and I just started making uh, one-of-a-kind pieces of course I I do carpentry and I weld so I do a lot of uh, mixed media pieces for clients in the Los Angeles area I've worked with some uh, fellow designers and celebrity clients and um, it's a lot of fun yeah now where did your your passion for the trade originate did it kind of you know was there any experiences you had as a child with uh, you know carpentry or woodworking or where did that come from you know my dad and I did a fine wood derby you know my uh, it was such my father and I are best friends and and I think that memory really stuck in my head and that really kind of was the spark. And then I transitioned that into, I think, Worthy, actually, uh, my middle school, Worthy Way, offered an industrial arts class. And um, that, honestly, was really where I was introduced to, to using, you know, woodworking tools as far as the scroll saw and the, and the, you know, the table saw and things like that. So that also sparked my interest. And then my best friend, Chris Lay, who lives in, in Worthington, his father was a contractor. And 
So I worked, he, he hired us in the summers to work on his job sites. And, you know, most of the time we were just sweeping sawdust up. But, you know, I was able to glean as much information from the tradesmen on the sites. And I think that was, that was also a big part of my journey into carpentry and, and kind of what made me a little dangerous and a little handy. And then, of course, uh, my skill level grew when I met the carpenter and contractor here in, in Los Angeles. Yeah. So I think I read that this is your HGTV debut. So how did you come to be, you know, what's the story of how you got to be on Extreme Makeover Home Edition? Man, it's crazy. I, you know, first of all, I, I never would have dreamed, um, you know, being a part of the show. Uh, I, it was, it was very random. A friend of mine had, had gone in on it and, um, I happened to be talking to him that day and he said, um, oh, I just got out of this, uh, meeting, um, they're rebooting Extreme Makeover Home Edition and, uh, gosh, come to think of it, you should, you should apply. And I thought, yeah, you know, I, I should. And, and him and I had, um, had already shot some footage for a show that, that we had kind of intended on making. Um, and, uh, so I used that footage. I stayed up all night with my neighbor who's an editor and edited this tape together, submitted it. They invited me in. I thought the deadline was the next day. It turns out that it wasn't for another month, but anyway, <laughs> I got this tape in and, uh, they invited me in to, uh, do a Skype call and then I, they just kept asking for more things and eventually I went in to test for the show and, you know, I, I went into the, the, the network and there was, gosh, about 18 extremely talented designers from all around the country. And honestly, I thought, man, I have no business being here. Like, these guys are really, really talented. <laughs> but, you know, as I talked to everyone, I felt like it was really attainable. And uh, it was just such a fun process. And actually, a lot of the people that we tested with are still our friends. I mean, we talked to them. They came to the premiere. That's how I was involved. It was, uh, it was an amazing journey. And I'm, I'm so incredibly grateful to be a part of such an iconic show. Yeah, for sure. And for you, I mean, I guess, you know, what in your mind did you think you could bring to this show? You know, obviously, you know, you have the carpentry and design expertise. So kind of talk to me about, you know, kind of what made you think that you had that made you stand apart, I guess, from the rest of, you know, the rest of the people who would, you know, be auditioning. Yeah, you know, I think, um, I, you know, when I was a kid, I was an artist. I, I would always draw, and, and I think that um, that same creative energy um, really fuels my design. And so I really felt I had something to offer. I really wanted to offer innovative and unique design to the homes whenever I could. We moved at a pretty fast pace, but I think you'll see um, that there are some very unique and original custom design that uh, I was fortunate enough to implement on a lot of the houses. So I think that's what I bring to the table is being design conscious. I'm able to design a room and I'm also able to roll up my sleeves and actually build it, which I think is really fun and unique. Yeah. And so what has this experience been like for you? I mean, I, I imagine it's pretty incredible. So Yeah, I think, you know, what stands out for me the most is the human connection. I mean, these families are just incredible. You know, we really focus on the show on choosing families that are paying it forward. And a lot of the times they're doing that at a detriment to their own lifestyle. So, you know, whether it's a teacher giving back to his students and he can't pay his electric bill or, you know, a foster worker that places children, which you saw in Sunday's episode, um, whom is, you know, trying to maintain her lifestyle with now three new children. Um, and, you know, it's, it's just, it's, it's so important to be able to jump in and help these families move forward. They are paying it forward in their everyday lives, helping their community. So we are infusing 
the build skills and, and design to help them maintain and really flourish in their community. Yeah. Now, I know that, you know, that show, you know, it's it's a very, uh, you know, kind of a high-pressure environment because you're turning around these projects very quickly. So what's that like for you? I mean, like, do you kind of thrive under that pressure or is that kind of, has that been like a tough challenge for you or what's that like? You know, we have, we are surrounded by so many talented people, not only on the production side, but also the numerous volunteers that come out. I mean, we have a thousand uh, workers on, we, it worked out to be 10,000 volunteers for the whole show. So that works out to be 500 volunteers who've heard the story, want to come out and support this family, and 500 tradesmen that are there, whether it be plumbers, electricians, you know, framers, roofers. So it is a pressure cooker. It's a very involved and intricate dance because building a home in five days, you're, these, all these people are forced to dance around each other, whereas in a normal build, they might have a, a longer time to do that. You know, the framers might take a break one day to, so, so the plumbers can move in and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. So it is a pressure cooker, but teamwork makes the dream work, and we have mm-hmm. so many talented volunteers and tradesmen surrounding us that it was really... I mean, we had some some moments where we weren't sure we were going to cross the finish line, but it worked out, and it was a really amazing experience. Yeah. Now, I I know that this was your HGTV debut. Was it also like your television debut as a craftsman? You know, was this kind of your first time being on television in this role, or...? Yes, definitely, and I think that's, you know, going back to what I said when I went to the... um, the test and feeling like, oh man, I shouldn't be here because there were there were so many people that had been on television who had their own shows or who had been a part of a design team on something else. So yeah, this is this is my first time out of the gate. I'm really uh, really very fortunate and grateful. Yeah, and now is there anywhere else on television right now that we can see you? Um, you know, I, I don't know if you're on any HGTV shows. I thought I saw something about like bargain mansions, maybe or. I think they mentioned, I think maybe that was in unison with one of, uh, with an article about our show, but no, no, I'm not, uh, that's, uh, Tamara Day, who has her own show called Bargain Mansions, and she's actually our special guest next week on the, uh, the episode this Sunday. I see, okay, I thought I saw something about yeah. that, so, great, and now, so you, you live in LA right now, do you, do you have any family out there that you live with or anything, or? No, I live out here by myself, yep. So okay, yeah, I've been living here for 21 years. Yeah, yeah, well, that's great. So, were you like? I know it's been a number of years since the uh, you know Extreme Makeover Home Edition with Ty Pennington as the host uh, you know, has been on TV. Um, were you a big big fan of that show? Did that kind of like kind of inform your kind of mindset going into this to the reboot? I guess. Oh, definitely. I think it informed all of us. I think you know um, we were all fans of the original incarnation, so it was pretty incredible to be a part of it. And really, you know, carry that torch because Ty, Ty Pennington and team did such an amazing job. And, you know, I think it's, it's a little daunting to step into those shoes. I mean, they, they really set the bar. And, you know, we're really fortunate. Ty is coming back. He's, I believe, on four episodes. So we're not missing him. He is coming back. That's and awesome. That's an great. incredible human. I mean, yeah, he's, you know, he is what, what you see. He's full of energy. He's a talented carpenter. He's the OG. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Well, that's awesome. I, I'm trying to think. I think I covered all the uh, the questions I have for you, Darren. Did you want to add anything else before I let you go? Or Just, you know, I'm really so fortunate to have, have grown up in the Columbus community. I'm a big Buckeye fan. I bleed scarlet and gray. And, you know, Columbus, 
is a special place and um i you know it's just i can't wait to i'm actually going back this weekend and i'm really excited to do so well great well darren it's been awesome talking with you i really appreciate you taking the time with me oh thanks eric it's, it's been really fun thank you so much yeah this has been a pleasure thank you, eric. all right i'll talk to you soon all right bye and thank you all for listening to life in the 614 don't forget to subscribe to the podcast on itunes or google play music we hope to have you back next week until then keep enjoying your own life in the 614. Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts.